0: Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Steph Lee, and you'll never believe what happened. We got sponsors for our podcast. Um, so a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll jump into the show. Hi,
1: this is Angie from TravelQuest. We are a host agency that offers a family feel with stellar support. Growing with your travel business, whether it be large or small is what we strive to do each day with a plan to fit any agency size. Our affiliation with Travel Leaders offers you great opportunities to help you grow your business. If you wanna work with an honest, top producing, fun host agency, Travel Quest is it. Visit us at www.tqagents.com or call us at 800-357-4678. I hope to talk to you soon.
0: listening to travel agent chatter volume four today we've got Jennifer Donchez with VIP vacations on the show I'd like to give a big warm welcome to all of our new listeners and a huge hug with warm chocolate chip cookies to all of you that have listened before travel agent chatter is an audio series produced by the team here at host agency reviews if you're a fan of the show don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to us on iTunes And a quick shout out to c 71 for the lovely review a few weeks ago. She said, love this podcast. I'm just tipping my toes into the travel industry and this podcast, as well as Stephanie's other resources, such as HAR's website and seven day setup support group have been invaluable to me. I'm very inspired by Stephanie and feel confident in the steps I'm taking. Thanks to her. Can't wait for the next podcast. Well, guess what, Cammie? We've got your next podcast coming up. Let's get on to the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Travel Agent Chatter. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and your host for today's show. As usual, we've got a great listen for you today with Jennifer Donchez from VIP Vacations in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um so I met Jennifer I was attending a conference years ago and happened to be sitting in on a session Jennifer was uh putting on and I think I think the name of it was something like putting the business in your or keeping the business in your home based business um and I didn't know anything about Jennifer but let me describe the scene for you so I sit down and Jennifer is standing in front of the room dressed in all pink and if you've ever met Jennifer You know she almost always dresses in pink to stay on brand with VIPs vacations. And you also know that she's a fantastic businesswoman. Um, And she really stuck in my mind. I went up and introduced her afterwards and you know we've been friends ever since. But today I'd like to pick her brain and figure out how she grew from a home-based agent selling Disney to a storefront with nine employees, and she's now, in 2016, she was Beach's number one selling agency, as well as, in 2016, the number one destination wedding agency in the world for sandals. So I'm excited for Jennifer to share with you, all of our lovely listeners, tips on marketing and how to own your own success. Um, As usual, I want you to be able to sit back and relax during the show and not worry about scribbling down notes. We'll be listing the resources that we chat about and bring up during the episode, um, as well as a full transcript in our show notes. So you can really focus on the actual conversation and go to the site later to get the details. So you can visit hostagencyreviews.com backslash TAC and click on episode four to find the show notes. And then for those of you that just can't wait and need a little itinerary for our upcoming episode, we'll be breaking the podcast down into four segments. The first is going to be the rise to a storefront, marketing, owning your success, and then we'll end with our warm fuzzy segment, which is especially applicable today because it is cold outside in Minnesota. So sit back and relax, my friends. It's time to get hear some gems of wisdom from our lady in pink, Ms. Jennifer Donchez. Jennifer, welcome to Traveling and Chatter.
1: Uh, hi, Steph. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, super excited to have you on. So i th- I think so far that you take the cake for the most experienced agent that we've had on travel agent chatter. you've You've been in biz for twenty six years, correct?
1: Yeah. yep. <laughs> twenty six years. I can go I can go by the uh, the time I was pregnant with one of my my kids because I was on bed rest. So <laughs> yeah, that's when i when I started. Yes.
0: And, and you've got a really interesting story because your niches have run the gamut from you were an employee that was an in-house corporate agent and you've gone to home base to disney to storefront to groups and destination weddings and honeymoons um, would you mind sharing your story about how you went from being an in-house corporate agent to branching <laughs> off onto your own and then to all these different niches
1: Sure. Well, you know, uh the the, the rise of a uh, good travel agent usually meant that you had to know uh how to issue air tickets and then you got a really good corporate account. And we're talking in the early 90s, um, before there was any kind of commission cap with airline tickets and before agencies even had to uh, use computers really. So clients were coming in and they didn't have computers so we had these systems that were hooked up to like WorldSpan, Apollo, Amadeus, Galileo and Sabre and you had to get trained and so automatically there was a sense of credit ability because there was no way for the consumer to really uh, look online and we had to be set up with you know arc to do this so you had to get bonded and there was a lot of credentials to go into it it was a lot harder to just become an agent you had to go to classes and um, be skilled Mm -hmm. but i I did that and i was um, assigned a corporate account and you know we i was on site there for quite a while i i really got to know the people that worked there Um, It was a big company and then um, when I was pregnant with my son, I eventually had to go on bed rest and there was this new thing called a computer at home that you could get hooked up to your phone (laughs) and dial in. And uh, We actually started it with Prodigy. Now I'm really dating myself, Um, but I was able to do uh, some some, uh, business while I was at home. Um, And that really became kind of how my business took off because the company I was working with really wanted me. So I was able to negotiate contracts with them and um, then it just kind of spawned. They knew people and set me up doing, you know, travel for other companies. And by 2000, I had about $3 million of corporate accounts. And if you think about that in terms of my age, I was, you know, not even 30, $3 million at, at 10% commission was pretty good life, mm-hmm. um, but a pretty crazy life because I was at the beck and call of um, these companies, and there was really no after hours care. There was really just the phone, so I hardly left. It wasn't even like people had cell phones. I hardly left my you know office running from my home with my children, um, and then nine eleven came and kind of crashed everything because people just didn't want to travel and companies didn't want to travel so the only people that were traveling were basically the vacationers that I had booked Disney for or honeymoons for and um, I had taken my kids the vacation they had gone on every single year was Disney and that really set me up for organization which I think is key Um, I, I feel like there's a passion with people who do Disney because the pay might not be that great the commission you know is usually around 10%, but it's a lot of planning and details and scheduling, you know, the dining and setting it all up and really taking that customer service level above and beyond because you're working with families vacation and they're saving for a while to do this. So I got, you know, well known in our area for doing Disney and that kind of sustained the business. Um, and then again, like I said, the honeymooners kept traveling even after 9-11 and I kind of, fell in love with sandals and beaches and that's how the wedding business moved in um, and it took over you know that it just it started to grow I didn't have these massive accounts that would sign on to do you know promise to do close to a million in corporate but I was able to actually um, make some more money because commissions were a little bit higher and um, especially with you know some of the all-inclusives And before I knew it, I was doing well over a million in sales and I couldn't handle it anymore, so I had to take on a part-time agent to kind of help with data entry and final payments. Um, And this was before even technology is as good as it is now. There are still, you know, tour operators that are, uh, were not using payment, you know, online sites. And so you still have to take the time to be on hold um, or make changes. And then I blinked and it was 2010-11 and I had several uh, agents working in full-time, salaried agents, not ICs, agents working in our home that we kind of converted this area for backdoor and we were having walk-ins on Saturdays and it was it was just, it took over. Once Google found my address, man, everybody was coming. Um, to that address, and you know what, we had sandals wrapped vehicles, so the neighborhood knew about it. And I just said it was time. By the time I had about five agents, I had to move, and we found a location and painted it pink, and the rest is kind of history. That was over, almost five years ago.
0: Yeah, and we interviewed you a while back for an article on agents that went from home base to storefront. Um, for those that haven't read the article, we'll link to it in the show notes, but can you tell us about the transition and if you felt a difference when you transitioned from home base to storefront in terms of how people yeah. looked at you, how you felt yeah. as an agent? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I I think that it had a lot to do with having existing clients already and being able to forecast ahead to see how business was growing. So, you know, there was definitely, there's a fear when you have to take on, you know, like a new building, whether it's rent or, you know, we bought the building and remodeled. But I can tell you it was like instantly worth it, the amount of business that came just from having the location. So now you're visible. And for us, we literally call ourselves the Pink Elephant that was in the room because <laughs> we painted this. This, yeah, it is true. We we painted this Victorian building that was kind of gray and didn't stand out. This kind of very calm looks very uh, Cape May or Islandy light pink with white shutters and you know all of the white millwork that Capes are known for. And everybody in the neighborhood just saw this place. And we're on a really great public street in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That. 40,000 cars a day go by. So just the recognition of people knowing that there's an agency there and the neighborhood respecting the fact that we really cleaned up this dilapidated building and remodeled it. And I mean, we had people just coming to just see what it looked like inside because they saw the months of work in prepping and, and doing the renovations on this place. But then there was also the credibility, I'm using this word over and over again, credibility that came with reassurance that people, especially Gen Xers, always doubt everything, that they have a solid, Uh, business that they can go to that they can count on whether there's some fear that you work from home therefore you might not be legitimate which I had to overcome for years when I worked at home but also this I just want to meet with you and it was fine to meet at Panera but I want to go in and I and I can hear the phones ringing now and I can see other, you know agents there so you you have to be running a good business Um, so that that became this push now that we are absolutely legitimate, we're in our area, we're small business, help small business, and it grew. our, Our numbers grew the first year by 34%. So that was huge. Um, I won't say that that's the norm though so I don't want to like run through everybody's bubble garden with a pin. but I think there was a lot of really good forecasting branding marketing advertising that went into play and the location had a lot to do with it right in real estate location 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 um, I do think that there will always be a push up if you are going from home to a legitimate Kind of office or a storefront that helps you close sales. There is something about being able to close sales when you are in a building. And yet, as I say this, 90 percent of our business is phone or email. So there's just something about people feeling comfortable with it. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you do any like advertising, like traditional means of advertising when you moved to a storefront or was it just because it was oh you did what'd you do
1: no we did so we had a huge um open house and we actually i budgeted for uh, having vendors come Mm -hmm. and so we put out a tent and we had vendors come and we definitely charged them a vendor fee think about like if you were going to have a go to a bridal show how much a bridal booth would cost and then we had a tent put out in case there was bad weather so we had this huge you know pavilion tent set up. Um, Some of our partners not only paid for, you know, their booths, but for example, Hard Rock Resorts brought a band in. Um, And it was just a local band, but enough that it brought in attention. We also made sure that every vendor did a giveaway, so prizes always kind of attract people. We emailed our entire database, and then we did a billboard as well for about 60 days preceding the grand opening. We also have a very well done, robust website that we put our event on, on a calendar on our website. Social media was great as well and we had 500 people come to our open house. The billboard was uniquely done for us as well. We designed it that said we were moving and I drive a pink beetle and we had the photographer take pictures of every agent sitting inside of a beetle and if you are old enough to remember that the fun little you know clowns running into a Volkswagen and then you know <laughs> how many clowns come out of the Volkswagen this is a convertible so we were all sitting on the convertible and it had luggage on the top and the gentlemen that work f- that work for me the agents were kind of pushing the car as well so we fit the 10 of us and it said VIP has moved you know with our new location our website and our open house date. Um, so that was a huge success that was a big splash we also called local media to come into our event we had a radio station that reported you know like came live in between you know their music so we really used uh connections with media and you know press releases and such in in the in our area to bring attention to it um it was on the signature of all of our emails because it was about three months after we moved we had this big you know open house so Mm -hmm. everybody was invited and um, it, was, it was great. We've been here for almost five years. I think that article that you wrote was almost, like, it was like four and a half years ago. So, I mean, we've been here for a while and I wouldn't change a thing. I will tell you, my life is a lot different, though, because I'm not working at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And that's, just, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it separates the life. I'd, you know, I still look at my phone. I'm still addicted to, like, looking at the phone and the emails. But because it's a set schedule, I actually get up and leave. It doesn't mean I leave when, when, when everybody else leaves, but I still get up and leave, and that has had a huge impact on just um, living.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great point I don't think a lot of people bring up about moving from home base to storefront, is it really draws a concrete line between your work and your home life. And it's, it's nice, because sometimes it's incredibly hard to draw that when it's in your home.
1: Especially when you get really busy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you're really good, there's less of a boundary that you have with your clients. They know you work at home. So they're calling you at 11 o'clock at night. and I won clients over back then, for sure. That, you know, I answered an email and I got them a price right then and there. But the amount of clients that I won over compared to the lifestyle that I had, I you know, it, I guess it's what you put a value on. Because getting a few clients in the course of the year because you answered the email at eleven or being able to sit at home with your family at nine o'clock at night and have, you know, dinner and put them to sleep and that kind of a thing, that means more to me than like those three clients that I might have won over. And there's no saying that I didn't I wouldn't have won them over if I answered. Answer them the next day either Mm -hmm. Um, so that's that's just I think as you get you know more into the business you're so eager to just please everybody that sometimes we have to train our clients and if clients know you work from home the boundary line is 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 just blurred Mm -hmm. they'll call you all the time
0: and and I think there's kind of a life cycle of an agent where you're when you're starting out You need those clients and you want those clients and you're willing and you have the time and as you become more mature and experienced as an agent, you have a set book of business already, and you don't necessarily need those and you know your value and don't feel like you have to, you know, be answering the phone at 11 o'clock at night, but it can wait till the morning. Yeah. So,
1: you know, it's hard even here in the office because we hit send and receive on our, you know, on our computers and you might think you're done at six o'clock and get ready to leave. You head send and receive and there's this, this, you, know, you have to balance. Do I want to answer this person now? Do I want to wait till tomorrow? So you will always have to play that, you know, what's important, what's a priority, what's not. Um, with technology, we are able to answer people if there's an emergency. So we do. Uh, I, I tell all of my brides before they're about to leave. I use an app on my phone called WhatsApp, mm-hmm. and I only give them my cell phone about a week before they're supposed to leave, um, because again, we're training them, right, and and letting them know that we're still available. So they'll come back very, very happy because if there is a problem, we want them. We want to help them for sure. It's a lot easier when they're there than when they come back. You can't fix it then. Um, but there's also, like, I'm not giving it to them when I'm working on a quote for them mm-hmm. or just starting it. Um, that takes time to learn, and it, it's it's a dance you have to play with them, too.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll link to WhatsApp, the link um, to that in our show notes. But do your agents then that work in the office do the same thing with their clients? Is that kind of a VIP procedure?
1: It depends on what their role is. Uh-huh. That's for sure. So our office is kind of split up to have a front office and have a groups department. So we have four agents in the front, and um, they all have access to their emails, you know, however they want to do it, whether it's at a, on a laptop at home or on their um, on their phone. so I, I would instill upon them that it's judgment, right? If you get an email in your day if your day off and somebody says it's urgent, please use good judgment. Um, but for the agents that are in the in more in groups and working with brides, absolutely, absolutely, they will take that. You know, they will send that message. Here's how you can you can reach me. Um, and then we also have people that are kind of in operations that handle like you know, the invoicing, the payments, the. Uh, making sure documents get out and so there's not as much of a push for that and then we also have a backup person that if it is a Sunday and we hear from somebody um, via email that it's urgent will come into the office and work on them, especially if we don't have their paperwork. That was a big thing for me to kind of let go of when everything was in my house. Mm -hmm. So I could just run downstairs and see, oh, this is their schedule. And things like that aren't as easy uh, if you're not walking back and forth to your office with your laptop, which I'm not doing. so we have a couple of people that will call, you know, like the the emergency person that will run in. And I was actually in Jamaica in October and I had a client in Scotland that had an issue. And this agent came in, He his name is Michael, he came in on a Sunday, spent three and a half hours on a Sunday helping this client because that's kind of our backup person to do, to do that. And um, I think that that's a good policy for people to have. How do you handle that when you're traveling? How do you handle it? If you do have an office um, in your home and you're traveling, what do you do? Do you stop everything? Um, So having like more of a defined boundary between hours and who works on certain schedules, because we're open six days a week, um, that really helped us kind of figure out what we need to do if there is an emergency. You know, usually those plans come from necessity, you know, something happens and it's a hurricane and what do you have to do next? So we have these like drills for hurricanes and for when everybody's traveling and for when um, there's, you know, snowstorms to figure it out just so that we can, you know, do these fire drills to help our clients if there's an emergency.
0: I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just envisioning you doing drills in your office and being yeah. like, "All right, everybody, everybody, we're gonna do a hurricane drill. <laughs> Get your stations." <laughs> but but you know what?
1: But you know those are the things that make you look so much better to your client when you have issues like what we had in September this year. Mm-hmm. You know those hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. We could be proactive where people were more reactive. Mm -hmm. because we could look ahead and we still learned again uh, based on you know okay now this is the hypothetical but now this is in motion and we have actually now even fine-tuned it even more because we could we would we know what what happens when you see a hurricane coming and you know where people are traveling and we we pull the files and we know how to reach out to them what we didn't realize were the islands that weren't affected by let's say Irma so many of our clients were doing connecting flights through Miami.
0: Mm-hmm. So we
1: would look and say, okay, Aruba's not hit, but now we have to actually also fine-tune the details because people were stuck because they were flying through Miami and Miami Airport was closed. So all good intentions, you know, we still can learn from them and figure out how we have to tweak what we're going to do, you know, for the next, the next time that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but being proactive is so much better, being ahead of it.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, it makes you look good for to the clients, but it's also really great for your agents and for your own mental well-being to not feel like, oh my gosh, there's a hurricane, I don't know what to do, to be able to think ahead and have a plan that's written down that you can follow and then be adaptive from there.
1: Exactly. Because, you know, the funny thing is I was actually traveling and I came home on the 10th of September and the crew here had already figured out a lot of what needed to happen. That that was the following week, that 11th through like the 15th, that everything was coming down, crashing. So, they had the, they already had the means and the outline mm-hmm. of what they needed to do because we, we practiced that fire drill. Um, and we have that as well for, um, snow you know, snow emergencies. Mm-hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Which isn't going to affect everyone, but those of us in cold weather, we definitely have the snow problem when there's a snowstorm. (laughs) Let's see. So you were just talking about kind of the different roles within your office. And I'd like to move into marketing now and how you market VIP, because you had, you mentioned that you have some roles in the office where the people are doing more back office things. And, um, we've talked numerous times in the past about as an agent matures and sells more they need to start handing things off. And you have a rule that used to be, I think, that agents that reach $1 million in sales, they need to start handing things off. And I think yesterday you told me that you had changed it. What's your rule and why have you changed it?
1: so I've always kind of thought that if you were by yourself and you sold a million dollars to get to that next level or continue to have growth would also include a lot of tasks that you can easily hand off to somebody else so you can do additional marketing or really tweak a sale and and you're not going to lose the customer service that actually built your reputation and why people come back to you Um, and keep you up to date on you know new new trends and and being able to be ahead of the game rather than trying to play catch-up when you have a million dollars in sales it's just tough to, to do all of those things or your your lifestyle is going to change again you're going to be working at night um, you know it's really hard to build a new wall when you're constantly trying to like stick your hole in the dam and fix things that are cracking so my theory was you get to a million dollars you can you you actually hire an assistant and then you can build and if you have two agents that have a million dollars you can still have that one part-time assistant but now your your business can grow and grow and grow so you can have like one, one full-time one part-time three agents you might want to then have one full-time assistant or admin or ops person um and then so on and you can keep you can keep growing with that so now you have five people doing a million dollars in sales maybe you have the full-time and now you have a receptionist or somebody that's answering the phone or you know kind of qualifying people part-time and that's how I was able to kind of do this like business plan when we moved to this building but that has since changed because technology has changed and my agents have been with me for a long time now Um, you know when we moved here I had agents that were here with me two, two, two and a half, three years now they're pushing seven and eight years and they're better and technology is better so we can actually handle things you are not staying on hold to you know get seat assignments or make payments or even add the the, the flight times to get the schedule to, you know to get the transfers in so it's now changed to not just be it's not just a million dollars now I'm more along the lines of a commission based so that means when your commission is well over a hundred thousand dollars we have to look at how you're how you're doing because a million dollars of sales on average the you would hope the agent made ten percent right but sometimes it gets bogged down in a lot of the either you know NCFs for cruise lines you're not And so it's no longer that million dollar mark for me. It's at least a hundred thousand in commissions. And then I try to see what the tasks are and what you're specializing in and where you're making the most of your money and focus on, okay, I have an agent that does a heck of a good job with Hawaii. Um, you're going to do all of Hawaii. The agent that's spending hours trying to figure out Hawaii. You're not doing Hawaii anymore. You're going to push that over to the other agent because she can do it a lot faster. So efficient, proficient, and technology has kind of changed that. And um, even our admins can do things faster and better. Um, so it's not even, it's, it's more about the growth of each agent, and that starting point of a hundred thousand dollars has now maybe even moved to one hundred fifty thousand in commissions, mm-hmm. um, and they're just happy to have you know an ops person do. I mean, can you imagine if you've done groups to have somebody who? handles the payments, reaches out to each of the guests to get their flights, does their flights, does their docs, um, makes sure that everything is, you know, in line, invoices. How many more groups you can do if you had somebody just being able to do that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I mean, I mean, even in my business, I look at how nice it is to be able to work with a team and to be able to hand things off to people that specialize in those areas. But it, I mean, it is something that comes with growth and as your agency like one of the nice things i would imagine for you is you started off and you had to do all the bookkeeping and you had to do um you know all the bookings and you so you know all of these roles really intimately so it helps you train and know what to expect from the person so it's again like a a progressive thing and something that hopefully agents can shoot for in the future if they want to grow their agency
1: Well, if you're working by yourself at home, I think the class that you might have come to was Um, The class that, uh, you know, when we met at that seminar was I had these different hats, you know, when somebody calls for accounts payable, you have to put your hat on and it actually I demonstrated with a different hat. I put the caller on hold and I said let me get to the accounting department (laughs) and I put on a hat that said accounting and I answered the phone and then somebody's like, hey, I want to talk to you about advertising. I'm like, okay, let me put you over to the advertising and marketing department and I put on a hat that said marketing and then, you know, you you know sales is a whole nother hat so there was a lot of juggling and I think being self-aware of what you do really really well that pushes your business is what you've got to take the priority with what you don't do well can hurt your business so could you offload that to somebody else and could they do a better job you still know about it like I still know the groups and and how we handle groups but I have a groups manager that is amazing so if I have somebody that's even better than me at it That just enhances our company and makes it better makes clients want to come back to us so you have to lose this image of like you have to be the best at everything to really focus on what you do really well and who you can offload to that's even better than you Um, and you know that's that's how great companies are built they have great people I think the biggest step for agents is thinking to themselves Oh, so I have to pay somebody, so that's going to take a hit at our bo- at the bottom line, and that is a big step. You know, the next big step is, oh, I have to pay rent now. Working at home was, you know, that was not one fixed expense that I had to worry about, but what we have in travel is a great way of forecasting. You can look ahead now and see where you could most likely be next year because of everything you've pre-booked, because we're not getting paid until people travel. so you can plan ahead for that moment and you can even set goals to yourself and say, Hey, it looks like next year, I'm going to make, you know, $125,000 in commission. Can I, do pay a part timer twenty five thousand dollars or twenty thousand, and come in and do my database. Do you know follow up uh, emails? Do you know welcome home notices? Do payments? Can I can I have somebody do that? And then will that allow me to actually sell things better, market more? You know, enhance our social media campaign. Because if it can, then that one hundred twenty five thousand can easily be one fifty. Mm-hmm. And now you're making exactly what you were making before, but now you've got some growth maybe even a better life (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and 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 then before long that person can become a a full-timer and your business can almost double that's what happens with this kind of like explosive growth when you let go of some things and and have faith in some people um two minds are better than one all the time Mm -hmm. all the time so it's that next step that i think own based agents have to try to to, to take
0: yeah to let go well what's been mm-hmm. if you could name this is of course being this isn't possible um, that there's just one most effective marketing tool for you but what what would you say is one of the marketing techniques you've used that you like the most or you've seen the best results with
1: It's re- like it's really interesting for a market I, I would have to say the way that we've branded our company. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just throw out there a color, but because I was in the corporate world, I instantly realized that I had to have a name that sounded more corporate mm-hmm. for those same clients to have faith in me. Now, if I look back, the Vacations probably wasn't the name I should have picked, but remember what I was working with. It wasn't people on the internet, it was people looking at the phone book, mm-hmm. and it was either A's People go right to travel agents that start with A's and AAA's had that lockdown or they go all the way to the end. In the middle gets blurred. So there was no like Z, W, It's like like VIP. There you go. So that's what I came up with. I probably wouldn't do that now because there's a lot of people that use VIP like they use Band-Aid or Jell-O. It's a brand but it also is easy to associate with you know you don't say band-aid you don't say I'm going to get a bandage to cover my cut you don't say I'm that that jiggly stuff is not gelatin it's jello so there, VIP is used a lot so when, when all of a sudden SEO started to become a big buzzword for your um, your website VIP kind of got lost however keeping it professional and corporate we also developed a corporate logo Mm -hmm. And I knew that in branding, getting the the clients that trusted me to do their corporate would have to trust me. It had to look very professional. So that has really helped the, the kind of pushing my company from being, you know, a palm tree and I don't want to offend anybody but Susie's travel to thinking a lot larger to be VIP vacations with a corporate logo and a look and a font and a color. Because you know, when you go to do that on your website or do it on with marketing and advertising, they they need to know the color, and it's not just a color is okay. This is the color of our company, and just like Tiffany has a color, and you know, of their boxes that's actually trademarked in Christian Louboutin for the bottom of his you know shoes, you have to know your color, and so if you're going to have somebody do any kind of marketing, whether it's on a, a beach bag or you know a poster or a banner, so that was really good in starting out and it it helped me say to myself i might be one person working from home but that's not what everybody has to think when they see this Mm -hmm. because if you go back to 1996 home-based agents were just not around so this was how i was able to kind of push it and that theme that brand that's the the look the um, message that you get when you go to our website that our Facebook our business cards everything has the same feel the same color and now you can actually get into telling a story with your brand so you mentioned pink but you know we tell a story with that and we used you know scientific data about how brides are geared toward going towards the color pink even if they say they hate the color the websites that tend to have those undertones of pink work now you might you know the, your listeners might not really even want to work with brides and so it's not about getting the color it's just about being consistent mm-hmm. and authentic and you know it started with me that you know i love the color pink and i would show up at you know events for travel professionals and I would be like okay I'm wearing pink and then somebody I started to do some organized groups and somebody said are you Barbie tour guide and I was like yeah you know Barbie's pretty cool okay I'm blonde I like to wear pink and I'm also smart because you remember Barbie could be an astronaut a president and so I said that's that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to make sure that my company is represented with like this pink color and consistent and corporate, and that is how we've kind of marketed it. I've okay. been lucky to also have, you know, a background in PR, and so having the reputation of being on the news and on TV also helped. But for what I think home-based agents should look at, not just say, well, I'm never going to be able to be on TV, to be able to actually have the consistent brand and company name that people trust is just the first start.
0: Well, I, I wanna jump into kind of how you own your own success because I think that's important, but you just mentioned something um, you know, about your TV spots, which I think, so I wanna jump to that really quickly. Um, I don't see a lot of agents that use tv as a marketing tool and you go on as a subject matter on fox tv from time to time and it's it's hard to break into the tv market for marketing um but what kind of what pointer do you have for an agent that knows nothing about the world of tv how can they get a producer's attention and possibly break into this marketing world
1: So what what I have found lately is with like these uh, Facebook Lives and you know even Instagram Live and even I think there's LinkedIn Live too, um, you can start to become comfortable seeing yourself doing some sort of a presentation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was lucky because I had that was what actually I was going to college for was communications and PR, so I had that. Um, I got into a whole different field, but when the time came, when there was some you know, m- big buzz in TV, I was able to send some press releases out and some notifications about, you know, this is how we are handling this. And it got this little five seconds, what I thought was, you know, like my ten minutes of, or seven minutes of fame or whatever. But because I had had the experience, I, I remember one of the producers saying, oh my gosh, most people come here and want to throw up afterwards, and you just did so well. Can you come back and do another segment for us? Mm -hmm. And that's how that kind of spiraled. And when you show up on time when you're professional, when you know what you're talking about, because that's the other thing. I wasn't nervous. I knew what I was talking about. Um, You have that security in in yourself. Those producers remember that and they never stay. They move along. Um, I have been doing Fox's regular in Philadelphia and it's also syndicated for Fox National News on many occasions since 2006 Mm -hmm. and I have seen so many anchors come and go I mean one of them is now a a co-host on the Today Show another one does you know the um, Morning Joe on Fox and you know uh, somebody else is in Cincinnati and they all remember so they all call when there's something else going on. Um, So I felt comfortable. I knew what I was doing, but I think the key was taking the opportunity. After the hurricanes, how many agents reached out to their local TV to say what they were doing for their clients?
0: That's a a great tip. That's a great tip to send out press releases.
1: I didn't just do, I didn't just do and, and you know what, you can see the info person and the news desk on every website on Facebook. I didn't just do it for Fox, I did it for our local stations as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like back to back weeks. I did it for um, all of our trade publications. I think VIP was mentioned for um, After the Hurricanes on Travel Weekly, Travel Agent Magazine, Travel Pulse, Travel Market Report and on three TV stations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you just you can copy and paste, right? Mm-hmm. And and send them out. And and yet it's not about seeing that there. It's about taking advantage of it. Everybody has the same opportunity. Taking advantage of those opportunities is what sets up the things apart. It's not I don't feel lucky. I feel like I've actually jumped on things that others might have walked by. So um you have to have the confidence, and maybe what I would suggest is people start, you know, agents start doing some live uh, live videos uh, when they're on a destination or, you know, say, hey, we've got the, the big request right now might be, you know, group trips to Europe. I'm going to go over some of my top things for Europe at, you know, next week and then just promote it, promote it, and then do the live. Um, start feeling comfortable with it, and then you can even send those as samples. The other thing is keep a bio handy. Keep a bio, right? You know, put it together with your, you know, your headshot, and keep it right there because um, when you send a press release, sometimes it's nice to also have that bio right there. It makes you sound a lot more professional, and that you do this regularly. Yeah. Um, and TV has helped, radio has helped, newspapers have helped. There's a lot of ways to get out there by using media.
0: Yeah, I like your your statement that you don't feel lucky. Um, I think it leads into the next segment of owning your own success and really well, I I think for a lot of entrepreneurs and especially female entrepreneurs, it can be hard to own your own success and use that as a way to promote yourself. And, um, you and your agency have a lot of accolades under your belt and you aren't afraid to use them. Um, what, what comes to mind for me first since, because we've been emailing is your signature line is a, a great example the way you easily can market your expertise. Um, do you want to share how you decide what to put underneath your email signature and tell people what what it looks like?
1: Well, I'm going to start with absolutely the, the number one thing that I think every home based agent needs to remember is there's a reason people are coming to you. And maybe it's because they they had maybe it's because you met them someplace or they were referred, but that's not an instant sell. So whether you're you know, on your phone, your business card, your email, your website, your Facebook, you still have to show this level of credibility and um, I've, I've always kind of used sales and persuasion side by side and I know you and I have talked about this but being persuasive is, is a skill. So it's, it's a skill and it, it, it can be kind of manipulated because persuasion isn't about saying, come on, come on. It's not peer pressure, but people are persuaded to do things when they trust you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's number
1: one. And being trusted usually means you have to have some sort of credibility underneath you know your belt. So if you're just starting out and you have some certificates, you know, list that on your website. I'm certified in this. Um, if you've won, if you've been in the business a little bit longer and have earned your own accolades, I know there's a lot of resorts that designate different agents by levels. Whether it's a palace pro agent or a hard rock amp agent or a charisma GIBC, or a sandals drc there's just the list goes on and on or a hawaii master agent you, you you know you can put that underneath your signature you can do a press release you can put it in social media you can have it on your website you can put it on your business card and without even having to say something to your clients stay humble right stay humble you can that you can build the credibility without them it's kind of like a subliminal credibility Mm -hmm. wow she knows this and most consumers will check you out before when you might not even know they're they're checking you out looking at your website seeing where you've been um and that's the other thing you can also if you don't have a lot of testimonials, or you don't have awards. You can easily put where you've been because you know I'll listen to somebody who says that they like that restaurant. They eat there every night mm-hmm. um, because they've been there. And then if you can even add something special like try the risotto, it's amazing. Now you've just gained even more value. So um, using your credibility and. Um, is definitely something that can be persuasive so we use you know that I write for USA today on my signature um, one of my agents doesn't use that but she might use that where the number one selling sandals and beaches wedding agency in the world so if somebody's gonna email us and they they're kind of deciding between maybe a sandals and a different product they might say Wow, you know they know sandals mm-hmm maybe I should trust them um, so that wins over without you even knowing that it, it won people over.
0: Yeah, exactly. in your website, when you talk about people, they do. They do their research on any company they're going to go with, most likely. And especially for a big budget item, they want to like the person. And on your website, you do a great example of using social proof um, to help yourself stick out um, if they haven't decided on an agency yet. Uh, I'll link to your website in the show notes, but would you mind talking about how you use social proof to gain customers, like the accolades and the pictures of the clients and things like
1: that? Well, what it was really interesting for me when we developed our website. Um, there's a lot of these plug-and-play websites that are out there, and if you're just starting out and you don't really know what you're about, they're great to use. There's a lot of companies that sell like these templates and you just kind of put them in. Um, but what we were finding was that, okay, so the consumers are trying to book online themselves. I want them to book with us, what's going to, you know, and I don't want to actually have people have the ability to book on our site because the point that they're coming to us is a personal connection mm-hmm. um, and that they're dealing with a real person. And I'm never going to beat Expedia never going to beat them um, that's not our model but our model is much more hand-holding and getting to know them but if we want to get to know our clients then our clients should want to get to know us so we've created these really great bios and um, use them on our website for each agent and not just okay here's a picture and this is what I specialize in and this is my favorite destination um, each one of our agents also put some quirky stuff in because people want to work with a real person um, and they want to work with somebody that maybe they connect with. So there's something like, you know, what's your two word, you know, title that describes you? Um, what's your favorite, your theme song, your, your theme song? What's your go to drink when you're at a bar? Um, and then they also have their certificates that are listed there one by one by one. You can click on a little drop down and it shows every certificate. Um, because the agents that work for me are all under the age of 32. So, grandma might not have faith that this person knows what they're talking about. But then, look, oh my gosh, they've got like 60 certificates. And then, a full bio there. Again, like I said, do a full bio. Why are you doing what you're doing? Where have you traveled to? What do you love? And instead of saying that I started this five years ago, that's a no-no. Say the year you started. Otherwise, you're going to have to keep updating it. So, yes, So, say, yes. you know, in 1996. <laughs> I, I did this. Um, you know, and then we have another little drop down of testimonials. So not only does our website feature an entire page of testimonials, but each agent has their own testimonials with pictures. If it's sent in, not, without a picture, it's not going up. Pictures first and last names and where they're from. The reason we put where they're from is because though we're here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, not all our clients are. So we want people to say, oh, you're located in Bethlehem, but look at this, these testimonials. They're all from, you know, all over the world. So those are, you know, some connections. We also have the widgets on the bottom where people can share via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus, or just email that. So if somebody says, Hey, you know, I'd like more information, you can put the information on the quote, but you can also say, Have you checked out my profile? And boom, send it there and now you are having somebody really get to know you with again not bragging about yourself, but staying humble and I can track the hits on the back of the website, so I can see when people click onto these profiles. It does work. Mm-hmm. People want to know who they're working. They want to know who they're working with. Exactly. Um, it's also done in a kind of, for for people listening and not on our website right now. It's also done in like a photo booth style. So whenever you have people like photo booths, they're fun, and we focus on weddings, and a lot of weddings have you know definitely have photo booths, mm-hmm. and we go to a lot of bridal shows where there's scads of photo booths. But you pick out an item you know before you get in there. So, you know whether it's the crazy glasses or, you know, a crown um, or a mask or something. So, we've had each of our agents kind of do these photo booth pictures with like the prop that represents them. And it's crazy so many of them have their pets, which is awesome and people who love pets are good people. Yes. So, we kind of have that tie as well with, you know, clients that they know were real and authentic and I think that's what um has helped because we've been able to tell a story about who we are so it makes it real Mm -hmm. and dealing with a real person is what we're about and i think travel agents at home we're competing with you know the the online sites a lot of times so at least dealing with a real person um can set you apart for sure
0: well and, and that has brought a smile to my face like just talking about all these happy pictures on your website and um That kind of brings us to the last part of our program where we're going to be talking about my favorite thing, warm fuzzies. So every episode I ask our guests to share something they've done or seen that has brought a smile to their face or to the face of others. And my hope is that it can brighten the day of the listeners and maybe inspire someone to do a random act of kindness today. So Jennifer, what, um, what warm fuzzy would you like to share with everyone today?
1: Well, it's it's interesting because it's more about uh, females in business and um, those starting out and those who have been in it for a while. Um, there was a TED Talks by um, a lady Amy Cuddy, Cuddy and she talked about faking it until you make it mm-hmm. and she's famous for this Wonder Woman pose and I can tell you that a lot of times um, you're, your adrenaline goes or you feel nervous or you feel stressed and I know women we are emotional that it's it's hard to get your foot in the door or to get past you know a scary situation we were talking about maybe doing some you know live videos or going into media or even having the confidence to keep to hire somebody or to maybe rent a place now to operate your business or even just meet with that client and Amy in her presentation talked about how you can trick your body into actually giving you more confidence um and she puts these stances where like you you know i mentioned the superwoman (laughs) pose there's some other victory poses but what scientists have discovered is that if you stand for two minutes with your hands on your hip like wonder woman or if you've just finished a race and you put your hands up in a V Mm -hmm. for two minutes it um, raises the uh, testosterone level and lowers the cortisol level and the cortisol level is what makes us freak out Okay so you want that low testosterone is what gives guys the, the guts right and it changes it and it actually helps you feel like you can ta- take on that challenge and so it's kind of like faking it but when you feel you can take on it research has shown that when people have the confidence to feel like they can do it they actually do it mhm so you can actually fake it till you make it but then actually make it because you're faking it. So I would encourage everybody to look at that TED Talks, the Amy Cuddy's uh, TED Talks and just read it. It's, she's She's got a great story. She's now, I believe, one of the people that write for Cosmopolitan. So she's a woman's woman for sure. But we need more women in this industry to have the confidence to stand up for um, their business and to feel like they can be successful and have that push and drive and determination because it's really hard working by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to, to take on those challenges which is why there's a lot of like mentoring programs but why it's also tough to keep doing it when you have hurricanes and your business is like down now because it, it they wiped it out you know or when there's terrorism or so when you can develop that kind of self-confidence it really can can be that catalyst to help you keep going. And that's my warm fuzzy is to try to watch that video and and become that woman that um, we hope to be. I love in that. In power. And confidence. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love that. I'll, I'll go ahead and link to the Amy Cuddy TED Talk in the show notes too. So thank you for sharing that, Jennifer. Uh,
1: you are welcome.
0: Well, let's see you guys. Can you believe it? We've wrapped up another episode of Travel Agent Chatter. Um, And if you like the show, please take a moment to write a review on iTunes. We got um, another couple in, but I would love a couple more, speaking of social proof. Um, And you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Travel Agent Chatter. And remember, you can read the transcripts and see the show notes at hostagencyreviews.com backslash TAC, and then clicking on Volume 4. And you can find myself, Steph Lee, in Host Agency Reviews, on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching for um, host agency reviews, or on Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram using my personal handle, I am Steph Lee, and it's with an L Y. So, Jennifer, thanks so much for coming on the show. And until next time, everyone, I'm sending you huggles and lots of rainbows. To keep in touch and ensure you don't miss a single episode of Travel Agent Chatter, sign up for our monthly newsletter at hostagencyreviews.com newsletter. You'll get in-depth articles and in our podcast straight to your inbox every full moon. And while you're there, make sure to check out our new website. We've got a beautiful new design and loads of functionality like search filters and consortia profiles that we're just dying to show off. And lastly, If you've got 60 seconds and you like the show, go ahead and leave us a review and a rating. You can find the links to write reviews at the top of hostagencyreviews.com backslash TAC. Until next time.